In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. <clears throat> got a frog in my throat. Do you know today that your faith has overcome the world and your faith has overcome fear? Our faith in Jesus Christ, who bled for us, who rose from the dead for us, our faith in him has overcome the world and has overcome fear. It is so important that we have faith in Jesus, faith to move mountains. Oh, yes, and it only takes a little faith to move mountains. We prayed with two women who had cancer in one of her organs, liver, and the cancer was gone in both women. Doctors didn't know what had happened, but they knew Jesus Christ took over and healed their liver. One of, one of them now has stomach cancer, and we pray every week for her. The doctors are amazed that she's still living. When she came to us last summer, she had three weeks to live. She's lived now over a year and several months. It's Jesus. It's our faith in Jesus that does it. Oh, you can say to this mountain of fear, be thou moved in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. Be thou moved in Jesus' holy name. You see, fear is not of God. Faith overcomes fear. Faith overcomes the world. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reading from the fourth chapter of St. John. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee. That's his hometown, Nazareth in Galilee. But he had to go through Samaria. So he came to Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob had given to his sons, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. Jesus tired out. He's a human being. Tired out from his journey. He started to sit by the well. Oh, he's waiting. He's waiting for a fish to come. He's waiting till he could hook this fish with love. Oh, yes, he knew somebody was going to be coming. It was 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and all the people were on siesta. 
but there was one woman who came at 12 because she was to be made fun of by the people. Let's continue. He was sitting by the well. It was about noon. Nobody else is there. The sun is high in the sky. People are on siesta. But a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things common with Samaritans. The Samaritans were considered less than a dog. They did not worship in Jerusalem. They worshipped at Mount Gezerim. They were considered nothings. But Jesus considers this woman something. Oh, he's got plans for this woman. He's got plans for you today. Not only for this woman, but for you today. Now, this woman was not a nice woman. She had had, well, let's read it. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Well, this woman says, Living water, I want this. I, I won't have to come down at 12 o'clock uh, to fetch some water. I want this living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and of his sons and his flocks, who drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Oh, he's talking about forgiveness, talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, a spring gushing forth from our innermost being. It tells us in John seven thirty-seven to 39, let the people who are thirsty come to me and drink, for out of their innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. He was talking about the Spirit. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or I will be, or have, to come, have to keep coming to draw from this well. Jesus said to the woman, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you had five husbands, and the one to whom you now are with is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see you are a prophet. He knew about this woman, that she had five husbands, and the man she was with was not a husband to her anymore. You must be a prophet. You didn't even make me feel guilty. You were just touching 
an area in my life that I need to be touched. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, Mount Gezerim, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Oh, when we worship God in song, we worship in spirit and in truth. When we worship at the Eucharist, we worship in spirit and in truth. We receive the very body and blood, soul and divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Worship the Father, and we will worship the Father one day in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. There are only two people that he gave witness to that he was the Messiah. The woman at the well, who was in absolute need of salvation, and the man born blind that's been kicked out of the town, rejected by his parents, he tells that man born blind that he was the Messiah. And he tells us now, Jew and Gentile, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the very Son of the living God. This is real. We need to tell people that Jesus is the Messiah, the Messiah of the Jews and the Messiah of the Gentiles, the Messiah of the world. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with the woman, but no one said, what do you want or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar. She left her water jar. You know what that means? Water in the Holy Land is life. She left life, and she found a new life in Jesus. She left her water jar. Listen to what happens. She said, she went back to the city, and she said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. Can he be the Messiah? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. 
What food do you have? Do you have food that shares Jesus with people? Do you have food that wants the will of God to be done in your life? Do you have real food that you eat? Spiritual food, the Word of God, the Eucharist. What kind of food do you eat? It's not enough to eat food, eggs, English muffins, orange juice. No, it's not enough for that food. We need to desire the food of the Word and the food of the Eucharist. What does the Lord say? Four months more, then comes the harvest. But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The woman goes into the Samaritan town and tells about Jesus. She becomes an evangelist. A sinner saved by grace becomes an evangelist. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap that I sent you to reap I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, that's the prophets, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. She becomes an evangelist. He told me everything I ever done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. The will of the Father, to gather these people into the net of the kingdom of God. He was not only resting there. He wanted more people to come into the kingdom of God. And I'm sure he got many more people. Listen to what it says. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. What about you? Do you know who Jesus is? Well, my mother used to be holy. God has no grandchildren, only children, only children. Do you know who Jesus is? He's the very son of the living God. Do you know he has plans for you? Plans to give you a future and a hope? Do you know that? Do you know that the woman left her water jug, but she got life from the living water that rose in her spirit? Oh, yes. How we need that living water. How we need the Holy Spirit. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to give us more, more of the Spirit, for he gives the Spirit abundantly. We need the Holy Spirit to witness to Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to help us proclaim that Christ is the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit to bring healing to the sick.
and deliverance to those that are bound by the evil one. We need the Holy Spirit to live a Christian life. For a Christian life is real and it's difficult to follow Jesus all the way to our tomb. It's difficult because we live in a world that is anti-Christ. And so many times the world has taught God's children her ways rather than the ways of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Two men can marry each other. That's not what God says. Children can say that they're boys when they're girls. That's not what God says. We kill our children from the womb. That's not what God says. This is the world and what it sells. And many people have bought what it sells. They think, well, this is avant-garde. This is what everyone believes. I tell you, if everyone believes that, I don't believe it. I don't believe what the world teaches. The world has nothing to give to me, only a place to preach the gospel. Are you worldly today? Or are you spiritual? I live in the world, but I am not of the world by the grace of God. God has taught me how to give and to give liberally. Let's continue. When the two days were over, he went from that place to Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in a prophet's own country. When he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him since they had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the festival, for they too had gone to the festival. I tell you, Jesus is into doing things. Jesus is into doing things. He only does what the Father tells him to do. Verse 46, chapter 4 of John. Then he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Imagine, jugs of water changed into wine. Now there was a royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged him to come down to heal his son, for he was at the point of death. You must remember that they had no antibiotics then, that if someone took sick, they usually died. So he begs Jesus to come down to where he lives. Then Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my little boy dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As he was going down, the slaves met him and told him that the child was alive. So he asked them the hour when he began to recover. And they said to him, yesterday at one o'clock in the afternoon, 
the fever left him. The father realized that this was the hour when Jesus said to him, your son will live. So he himself believed along with his household, all the children, no matter how young they were, believed and I'm sure were baptized. Now this was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. The first sign, the wedding at Cana. The second sign, the healing of the official son. Do you know today that the Lord Jesus has faith enough for you to overcome your fear? Do you know today that the Lord Jesus loves you and he bled for you so that your sins and my sins would be forgiven. Do you know today that he is not only your forgiver and my forgiver, but he is the forgiver of the world. He forgives the world of sin who repent. It's always about repentance. Let's chapter, look at chapter 5. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. The only way to get to Jerusalem is to go up, because it's on Mount Zion. No other way but go up. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? He says to you, do you want to be made well? And the man says, I'll repeat it again. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. That was not the question that Jesus asked him. He asked him, Do you want to be made well? And while I am making the way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up. Take up your mat and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. I tell you, our Lord Jesus does what he sees the Father doing. The Father heals the sick, and the Son heals the sick, and he's given that power to you and to me as we pray over people. He said we would lay hands upon the sick, and they would become healed. That's what he said. He did not say only Father Tom. He says to all of us that we would lay hands upon the sick and they would be healed. I just do what Jesus told me to do. I can't make people well, but Jesus can through my hands and Jesus can through your hands. Have you got the Holy Spirit? And if you do, Start praying over people that tell you all their ills.
Make the prayer simple but powerful in the Holy Spirit. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Jesus Christ be praised. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.